Hello, everyone. Welcome back to localjobnetwork.com radio. And if this is your first time joining us, well, where have you been? Anyway, this podcast is called Moving Up the Ladder, where we bring you experienced professionals with insight into improving your career or business. For this particular episode, we're focusing on women and an area where some research and experience say they may actually be hurting their career and influence when it comes to work. Joining us to talk about this issue, we have Nancy Joyce. She's a business executive, internet entrepreneur, and an expert in teaching women the art of self-promotion. Nancy is also the CEO of Joyce Advisors, where she is able to utilize her experience and skill. Nancy, thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Tim. It's great to be here. Well, I was a little bit vague there in the intro as far as mentioning uh, what uh, women may be or how they may be hurting themselves. Why don't you fill us in on uh, this one aspect that you've seen and, and some of the statistics will show where women are affecting their career negatively? Sure, that would be great. So the area we want to focus on today is speaking up in meetings. And the data that's been released pretty recently by the um, American Political Science Review had some really interesting data that showed that women in meetings, particularly when there's a decision to be made, so they call it when there's deliberation happening, speak only about three quarters of the time that men do Hmm. when they are outnumbered. And we know, particularly given the ranks of management in corporate America, that women are very often outnumbered in meetings. Sure. So when they are, they're actually not speaking up as often as they should. Do you have any insight into why that might be or maybe people you've spoken with? Is it just a matter of being in that minority? What, what could you point to maybe to help us kind of get a perspective on it a little bit? Right. Well, you know, there obviously, you know, everybody has their own theory, but I do believe that there are um, a lot of cultural reasons why women don't speak up as much in meetings. Okay. And a couple things come to mind. One is that women... Research has shown that women really feel like they want to be perfect. They want to, they want to say the right thing. They don't want to hmm. be wrong. This even starts in, um, in grade school and elementary school when we're, with the, you know, the research shows that girls don't raise their hand quite as much because they don't want to say the wrong thing. And that continues actually into the workplace. And so women will think multiple times about what they're going to say before they say it, whereas a guy will feel much more comfortable kind of spouting out what he's thinking, what's top of mind, what his opinion or idea might be without being quite as afraid that he's wrong. You know, another possibility and, and very interesting possibility is that women are fully conscious of being polite and giving mm. everybody the opportunity to, to play fair. Um, in fact, sure. there was, um, and there's an interesting fact that I heard from the guys from the, the research institute of the guys who wrote women are from, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Right. And one of the things that um, they found in their research was that the typical guy and I'd be interested to hear if this resonates with you, Tim, the typical <laughs> guy. <laughs> I'm not sure that you're, I don't know if you're typical or not, but waits a third of a second after somebody else stops speaking before they jump in to say what they want to say. The average woman, on the other hand, will wait a full one to two seconds to make sure that person wow. has finished. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I can't say I totally disagree. I mean, of course, uh, you know, obviously when we're talking about this stuff, we're speaking generalities. So everyone is, is unique and different, but I, I will say probably in in my own personal experience, I can, I can vouch for that, that guys are are very quick to jump in, in those situations. Mm -hmm. So imagine you're in a meeting, you know, you're a woman, you're thinking of what you want to say and you want to make sure that you say it correctly. And next to you is a very eager gentleman uh, and you both want to opine on the same topic. And he jumps right in, you know, a third of a second after somebody else stops speaking and you're still formulating, or you want to make sure that person has finished their thought. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're going to lose out every time because you wait, you wait too long. And then by the time you have the chance again to opine, your point may be moot. The conversation may have moved on to something else. And that matters to women because 
the other thing that the authors of this study found that there was a very significant correlation between the amount of time that people spoke in meetings and how influential they were perceived by their peers and by their managers. Right. So if you don't speak in meetings, you're not seen as influential. And that therefore impacts women's ability to move up in the organization. Now, as you mentioned there, uh, um, sort of the impact there and the idea of influence when it comes to speaking up in meetings and being able to show maybe that you have some sort of influence when it comes to those decisions. It did mention, and you did mention when, um, when women are sort of an equal number or outnumber the men in many cases, um, when that does happen, there is more of a, a comfort level. Is it just a matter of that there's sort of more of an understanding when there are more women together versus men? Can you point to something there at all that, that seems to make sense when it, when it comes to that change in dynamic? Yeah. Fascinatingly, what the study authors found was uh, there were two ways to actually neutralize this dynamic of women speaking less. Okay. So the first way was that if, you know, a lot of people, um, when you go into a meeting and you're deliberating and you decide, you, you know, time has come to make a decision, people vote. It's a very natural uh, way in our society to go about making a decision. And actually, they found that that actually exacerbated the problem, hmm. as opposed to if you actually position the decision-making process as unanimous, meaning if you're the meeting leader or if you're the manager of the team who's making a decision, you say, listen, everybody here has got to agree on the solution. I need to hear from everybody before we agree. I want to know what everybody thinks, and I want to know that everybody's bought in. Then actually you up the participation of the women and anybody else in the room, frankly, who may not be quite as talkative or opinionated or ready to share their opinions significantly. So that's the first way. The second way is if women significantly outnumber the men. Interestingly, if women outnumber men in the meeting, participation of the women increases enough to equal the men, but the participation of the men does not decrease. Okay. Huh. Yeah, that, that is very interesting. And, and I, of course, I'm sure people who listen to this are going to sit in meetings now and kind of look around and maybe get a feel for that. And, and maybe just that awareness can help people in, in many ways. And another fascinating part too is obviously, again, we're talking generalities. I know a couple of women who I've worked with that are very much, you know, able to, they step up, they speak up. Um, there doesn't seem to be that that gap at all. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but does there seem to be any sort of negative reaction if women do sort of take that step forward and, and maybe don't fall into the, the stereotypes that we're talking about here? Oh, Tim, you've hit, <laughs> you hit a very sensitive subject, my friend. Yes. Um, yes, there, there are. There are. Um, so, you know, this is a really um, difficult line. So mm -hmm. um, you, you hit on the double bind, right? So if a woman is not assertive enough, then she's viewed as weak. She's not leadership material. On the other hand, if she's too assertive, then she's not a team player. She's difficult to work with. However, the way I would think about it is, you know, I actually answered this question at a talk that I, a speech that I gave the other day. And, and, you know, the question is, you know, would you rather be considered polite and likable or would you rather be influential and actually get promoted? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that, you know, while we all want to be liked and likable, the risk of not sharing your ideas and not getting your opinions out there is that you're going to stagnate um, in your career. And that's costly to you, it's costly to your family, and it's costly to the organization because they are not getting the full value out of the investment they put in you as, a, as an employee, as a, part, as a partner in the, in the company. I think those are all fair points and, uh, and I think well put when you're talking about sort of that balancing act. But in the end, um, you know, being able to do what is going to be best for you in those situations. 
let's get away from a little bit maybe the research side and uh, you know maybe how people might perceive one gender or the other, how that all works together. But let's help those individuals who maybe are having trouble speaking up in meetings, whether it be women, which we obviously have been focusing on here at the beginning, or as you mentioned also, it could be anyone who uh, maybe has a little bit of issue stepping up in those situations. What are some ways people can be better at this or get better at it that you could offer up to help our listeners? I tell people to remember this, the acronym PASS, right? And actually the sentence, don't pass up the opportunity to speak, right? And so for PASS, the, the four words that we relate to PASS are prepare, align, signal, and speak. And so prepare, first of all, the most important thing you can do is, is prepare before the meeting. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people that, that's, you know, people are very busy, they have a lot going on, they're answering emails up to the minute they run to the meeting. But it's really important that you look at the agenda and you think about what your opinions and ideas are and what's really important for you to get across during the meeting. And I even suggest to people who have a very difficult time with this that they actually script out what they'd like to say and practice it in advance. Interesting. They feel more fluent when they want to say it in the moment. Yeah, I like that. I I can't say I've really heard anybody. I mean, I'm saying I always talk and look over the agenda, kind of have an idea, but to actually prepare in the way you're talking about, I'd imagine that would help you feel confident and and ready to step up. I like that idea a lot. And then the second thing is align meetings, coordinate with other people who are going to be in the meeting who may have similar opinions, similar concerns. You can back each other up or even just somebody that you know who's also going to be in the meeting who you feel comfortable with. And so at the very basic level, if you feel comfortable with them, you can say, hey, listen, I just wanted to run by you some of the things that are top of mind for me going into this meeting mm-hmm. and get your feedback. And so number one, that gives you the opportunity to actually practice out loud some of these scripts that you have going on in your head and see how people react and also just articulate them out loud to somebody else. But then also get some early feedback on what somebody else might say about them. And if you really have an alliance with somebody, you could agree to back each other up. So for example, you could say to them, hey, listen, if I don't get the chance to say this during the meeting, could you do me the favor and just say during the meeting, you know, um, Jackie and I were talking about this earlier, and she had some really interesting points that we haven't brought up yet. Jackie, I would really like you to, to really add what you were talking about earlier this morning when we met. Okay. So let somebody, you know, let, let somebody give you a little lob there that you, can, that you can pick up on and get your thoughts in. Yeah, no, that, that definitely makes sense to sort of have that, uh, that backing, as you said. You don't have to feel alone in those circumstances. Now, is there any concern, maybe if you were a manager and you knew that this happened, sort of this aligning of, of ideas here, that there's some sort of behind-the-scenes shenanigans going on, that it's, it's sort of maybe a, a ruse to get around something, or am I thinking too deeply with that? Um, are you a conspiracy theorist? <laughs> no, I'm really not. I just have to ask <laughs> the question. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, just, I'm teasing you. You know, I don't think so. I mean, I think, you know, I think in particular, if you know this is an employee that's having trouble in this area, mm-hmm. you would applaud their efforts to find um, structures that help them get their opinions across in the meeting. Right. Um, and in fact, if you have a good alliance with your manager, a manager is somebody I would in fact go to in advance and say, I've been thinking about this meeting. I know that some of the feedback you've given me is that you'd like me to participate more in meetings. These are some of the ideas I'd like to get across. Could you facilitate me having the opportunity to get those ideas across if I don't have the opportunity to do it myself. I think managers might be open to that. Again, I think uh, I think you make a good point there as far as setting it up that way before you get into the meeting. All right, so now you're into the meeting. That comes to the next step of signaling. What, what does that mean to you? How are you signaling that you maybe want to speak or have something to say? Right. So this is hard for a lot of people. So And for a lot of women, the default here is to raise your hand, 
right? Right. But less men do that um, than women. And so, you know, there are a couple things that you can do. One is to make eye contact with the current speaker and kind of nod your head or maybe even point to yourself and say, you know, I'm, I'm up next, right? The other is to, to lean in physically and almost kind of move your lips as if you're about to speak. <laughs> the other thing that's interesting um, that, and this came from some research from Dr. Um, Cecilia Ford, who is at, uh, up, up in your neck of the woods, I believe, at University of Wisconsin-Madison, some people actually take an audible breath before they're about to speak, like, mm-hmm. which actually signals to people that you're about to speak. And it's kind of subtle, but, but it does um, serve that purpose. Sure. And the other thing you could do is use language. So call the speaker by name. Say, John, I need to step in here. Or the meeting organizer say, Jane, when John's done, I have something I want to add. Or um, sometimes, and this depends on either your culture, your comfort level with the person, but if you're next to the person, you could put your hand on their arm or say something like, um, I need to address that further. Start to speak and raise your volume. But, you know, my people that I admire the most, Madeline Albright, said if she could teach women one thing, it would be to interrupt in meetings. <laughs> and yeah, and I strongly encourage women to just practice that. I think, I think those are great practical you know, tips to give listeners out there. Even, again, as you said, there might be that uncomfortableness of, of stepping in in some way. And, um, you know, as you brought up, raising your hand, it seems like the natural way to do it. But uh, I don't know, in my view, it looks a little too submissive in a way because it reminds me of a teacher-student thing, which obviously I, I don't think that's the idea in a meeting. Exactly right. And, and you will notice that more women do that than men actually raise their hands. Okay. And then the final step. And then the final step is actually speaking. And so there are various ways to actually get your what you want to say out there that make it a little more comfortable than just blurting it out. So one of the things that we, that we train is what we call piggybacking. And that's really easy, is, is basically saying, you know, I agree with what Tim said, but I would add. So very easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Or I, I disagree, or I hear what you're saying, right? Okay. I hear what Tim's saying, but another way is to clarify or rephrase what the previous person said. So let me make sure I'm understanding you correctly, Tim, or, or let me rephrase what you just said. And that's the way you said, let me re- rephrase what you just said. You want to understand how women can be more powerful in meetings or more influential in their careers using meetings as a venue. If I could add to that, if I could raise some questions around that, I might wonder if we would want to look at this type of data as well. Mm-hmm. And that way you are kind of playing into the previous speaker's point very smoothly, but you're also directing attention to yourself and your own point. Sure. So it's a very smooth way to interrupt, frankly. <laughs> And then, you know, the other piece is questioning. An example of that would be to say to someone after they they make their point and you ask them a question about their point. You say, now, did you review at the XYZ data as well? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they give an answer to that. But the question you're asking is almost rhetorical. And you know what you're going to say anyway, because what you're the whole point is actually to direct the attention back to yourself. Right. Tim, did you review the XYZ data? And you'll say yes or no or whatever you say. And that's. Because I think it would be very interesting to add that data back in. Okay. Or because I'm not sure that data is relevant. And then you can go on and continue to make your point. So, you know, what I encourage people to do is actually to jot down, to to actually take those strategies and jot down in the meeting things that they want to say and try them out. Try these different strategies until they get kind of fluent with them and see what works for them. 
again, very solid uh, practical examples that people can use. You know, oftentimes we speak in theory and, and what you should or can do, but I think great to hear some specific examples of what uh, individuals can do out there. Again, whether it is women or just people who are having trouble speaking up in meetings, I do appreciate you bringing those to the table. We are getting very low on time here, but I always like to give our guests the floor at the end, just the final 30 seconds or so. Something you'd want the listeners to take away from this conversation, either something we haven't touched on or something you'd like to emphasize, but the floor is yours here to wrap things up. I would say, you know, first first and, and foremost, you know, that, you know, women remember that their ideas are important. And so the most important thing is that however they manage to do it, that they get their ideas out there. And also that corporations remember that everybody's ideas are important and all this money and effort they're spending in diversity is because they want everybody's ideas to get the best ideas out there so that their companies are more successful and more profitable. And so the more that they can help not just women, but all sorts of diversity populations actually learn and implement these types of ideas and just as importantly, if not more importantly, train senior management, middle management on recognizing these issues and, you know, as this example suggest saying to managers when they go into meetings, I want to hear from everybody today, that that will really go a long long way to making companies more effective. Finally, if you'd like to learn more, please visit my website at choiceadvisors.com. All right. Well done. Unfortunately, we are going to have to finish things up here on this episode of Moving Up the Ladder and our discussion on the need for women to speak up in meetings. And again, it could apply to anyone, but specifically in this case, we're talking about the female population and also that being a way to help display their influence at work. Very important in that aspect. We have been speaking with Nancy Joyce. Again, she's the CEO of Joyce Advisors and an expert in teaching women the art of self-promotion. Nancy, thanks a lot for sharing your knowledge and experience with us. We do appreciate it. You're welcome, Tim. And as always, if you, the listener, have any thoughts on this topic or if you'd like to suggest another subject for us to cover, just email ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also reach out to us via Twitter. Find us at the LJN. We'd love to hear from you there as well. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. <laughs>